Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. Uh, this is a Tuesday night, but you might be listening to it a few days later on because you're binge listening. That's just the way it goes these days. Uh, ahead of tonight's show, I'm going to read you a tweet which has come in during the programme. It's like a little review. You might get, you might get like a, a critic's review on a poster of a movie. Andy Miller says, Bush, Richie, that was quality. Hashtag sea shanty. <laughs> oh, you've got a treat. Let's let you get on with it. Absolute Radio. If you insist on listening to them in your own time, then we can't really stop you. Okay, let's get on with it then. The Hometime Podcast with Bush and Richie. Bushy Richie here with Home Time on a Tuesday night, essentially riding to your house on our BMXs, wearing our coats by just the hood, and calling for you on a Tuesday night, even though we have to stay two metres apart. <laughs> Wednesday night will be another Home Time watch along. This is where, at eight o'clock on a Wednesday evening, whilst we're all staying at home and locked down, we all press play on a film at the same time and then watch it together. Uh, so, obviously, tomorrow evening, uh, late tomorrow afternoon, uh, Joe Biden gets inaugurated as uh, the next president of the United States. This is merely a warm-up uh, for the Home Time Watch Long at 8 o'clock. But in a nod to that, the category of film that we want you guys to uh, chat about right now as we decide what, uh, what to watch tomorrow night, the category is films that feature a fictional US president. Now, this is, this is going to be good because no matter what movie you're watching, what genre it is, or whether it's science fiction or political drama or thriller or whatever, uh, it's always interesting who they go for in terms of how the president is portrayed. And there's been tons of different presidential portrayals over the years. Some have been great. Some have been absolutely horrendous. Bush, I've got two movies I want to put to you. Um, go, on, go on, Air Force One, 1997, Harrison Ford as the president. But I, I don't think I dislike any movie Harrison Ford has been in, so I'd be happy to watch that. That sounds good. Air Force One right up there in my top ten movies of all time. Also, next one, uh, starring Morgan Freeman as uh, US president. Uh, this one, Deep Impact, 1998. Morgan Freeman, Tia Leone. What do you reckon? I do, I've never seen Deep Impact. I'm not sure. Is, what is that? Um, I, I know, like... Like movies went for a period of like stuff hitting the planet. Is that what that is? Is that an asteroid? Deep impact? It is. But Robert Duval goes up in a rec- uh, in a rocket to try and drill into the uh, into the asteroid hitting the planet uh, to make it less um, less impactful. It's a bit like Armageddon, right? I really like Armageddon. That's a good movie. Loads of people took the Mickey out of it, but I think it's a good film, right? That's kind of the same thing, right? They, they sent miners up to the asteroid in Armageddon as well. It's like it seems like those two movies are like literally copying each other. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. What would you it's put weird, forward? Uh, I'm going to go for. Um, well, weirdly, this is a movie that doesn't actually have the president in it. It doesn't appear in it, but there's there's the there's the kind of vibe that the president's nearly going to be there. It's Executive Decision from 1996, starring Kurt Russell and Steven Seagal. Now uh, that is such... that is all about the president making an executive decision, even though, as you say, there isn't a president in it so I think that is that is fair game and, and is also a great movie well and also Steven Seagal dies in, well, spoiler alert from 1996 here Seagal <laughs> dies in like the first five minutes and at the time he was at the top of his powers it's the bravest movie decision I've ever heard of so that would get my vote okay uh, you're right actually I think uh, barely a year had passed since he'd done Under Siege you're right Steven Seagal yeah. was right at the top of his powers and he, ba- he barely made Imagine 10 that. minutes of the movie Imagine him reading the script. I oh, will send the script over to you 
now, Stephen? And he's probably back on the phone ten minutes later on going, have, I, have you <laughs> forgotten to fax over a few pages here? Because as far as I can tell, I'm dead in the first ten. Uh, Clint Eastwood, starring in a classic CIA film, says Eve Smith, in the line of fire. Hey, do not forget John Malkovich in that film. He's awesome. Uh, let's speak to Cy, bit of a left-field suggestion. What have you got for us, Cy? It was Love Actually. <laughs> Love Actually. Uh, now, yeah. I mean, I've only got kind of vague memories of that film. Is the is the American president in Love Actually? Yeah, it was played by Billy Bob Thornton, and he was a smarmy. He tried to get off with Matthew McCutcheon. <laughs> 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 I, I, I do. I mean, everyone remembers Hugh Grant as the prime minister, but of yeah. course, Hugh Grant falls out with Billy Bob Thornton. I would never yeah. have picked Love Actually for having a US president, and of course it does. That's a great it shout, Si. It just came to me as I was thinking, as I heard it on the radio then, and I thought, oh yeah, he was in it. And he was very smarmy and a bit of a sexual predator and full of himself. What a what a fantastic way to sign off that presidency and move into a new one. And what a great <laughs> film to throw into the mix for tomorrow night. Si, thank you very much. No problem, mate. No problem. Millie, what are you suggesting? Yeah, I think you should watch Dave. Explain the plot to Dave. I, I vaguely remember watching Dave. It's not your average presidential movie. Tell us why it's so different. Um, because the president is in a coma, I do believe, and they find a lookalike, which is Kevin Klein, and he ends up, um, I can't think of the word, pretending to be the president. Now, this is a very, very different vibe to a lot of the other sort of uh, action, <laughs> drama kind of things that we've got coming through. I've not seen it, but it sounds brilliant. It is, it is actually a really good film. It's sweet, it's romantic, I, I, I think. You know, it's, uh, and it's funny. It's, it's quite nice for what's going on at the moment, I think. Absolutely. I think we all need a bit of a diversion. And one of the best things about the watch long is everyone having a tipple and maybe a snack at the same time. What would be the perfect accompaniment, do you think, in the evening to watching uh, Dave, if we were to pick it for tomorrow? Popcorn, obviously, for any movie. <laughs> Fair play. Oh, Millie, it almost wins it on that alone. Great suggestion. We're going to have to look it out. Could be, could be that, Millie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Dave Coverdale says on Twitter, trying to sway our decision before we unveil the film, he says, lads, what about Point Break? They all wear presidential masks, after all. That's a good point. <laughs> it is a good point, but our decision has been made in the last couple of minutes. Uh, Bush and I have decided that we will be heading to 1998 tomorrow evening at 8 o'clock to press play on the Robert Duval, Tia Leone, Elijah Woods and Morgan Freeman classic. Yes, it will be deep impact. Morgan Freeman is the US president that has to deal with a comet that is on collision course with Earth. Uh, Richie, just tell everyone what you've just discovered about this film in terms of our sequence of watch-alongs, which makes Deep Impact so unique. Uh, we've nervously just discovered it is the lowest rating on IMDb of any of the movies that we've watched together so far, with 6.2 out of 10. Ooh, well, let's see. Let's give it another chance tomorrow, 8pm. Join us for the watch-along. So let's go back uh, 10 months to a previous edition of the Hometime Show uh, when Bush and I were trying to come up with new crisp flavours. We were bored with all the old ones and we thought there's some new ones out there. Uh, listener Jack got in touch and suggested KFC flavoured crisps. We shut it all down there and then. It couldn't be bettered and thought nothing more of it. Little did we know uh, that at Walker's and at KFC HQ, they were listening to the Hometime Show that night and thought, there's an idea. And last week, 
they sent a package to my house of the brand new Walker's Max KFC flavoured crisps. There are two different flavours. One standard KFC flavour and one double crunch KFC zinger flavour. Thing is, they sent them to my house, not realising they were working from home uh, and we need Bush to have some as well. I posted them to him over the weekend and finally they have arrived. First of all, respect to Richie for an an incredible uh, uh, act of self-denial by not diving into them straight away because they do look very good and waiting for them to arrive here in Leon C. Uh, since I've put the photo of them arriving this morning, the parcel arrived first thing uh, and it was just literally like Christmas Day all over again. Uh, I put a photo up on Twitter. So many people have been trying to get their hands on these crisps. I've been looking for them in different shops and supermarkets. So I feel like the taste test that we're about to do because neither of us have tasted these yet and it's amazing to have a, a thing that's come up on the show, an idea on this home time show on Absolute Radio that's actually made its way onto the supermarket shelves. Uh, it's uh, interesting to see what these are going to be like. So we've promised you a live taste test. We've got Zynga flavour or Kentucky Fried Chicken basic flavour in front of us. Which one should we do first? Um, I've got them both in front of me on the desk. Uh, go left or right, and uh, that'll decide. My left or your left? Uh, my left. Your left. We'll go your left. OK. Then we are trying the Walker's Max Kentucky Fried Chicken. To be clear, not the ones that are the KFC Zinger flavour. All right? This is so exciting. Bush, this has been so hard not to try these since Friday. Now, before we have these, this is a chicken flavour. A lot of doubters are on Twitter saying chicken flavour, the world over in crisps, always tastes the same. Well, let's have a look for ourselves, shall we? Yeah, so these are obviously, uh, these are Walker's Max, so the crisps are, yeah, they've got that um, appearance of a corrugated iron roof, if you see what I mean. Hmm. Good noise. Hmm. Initially, just tastes like normal chicken crisps. The difference is, you know that kind of herby, peppery flavour you get at the end, the notes Mm -hmm. of that pepper, Mm. um, the Colonel's mysterious recipe, that you get that at the end when you've finished having the mouthful. And that's what makes it KFC for me. You getting that peppery thing come through? I would exactly agree with everything you've just said. To begin with, you think, these are crisps, these are potato crisps, these are crisps. And then right at the end, as you swallow, the notes of the kernel hit your palate and it is a taste sensation. And this is an irony that we're doing this on the show and I'm tasting these now uh, in our spare room because... We've got a KFC just down the road from us to get onto the Essex Arterial Road. And I kid you not, every time I drive past it in our car with our youngest daughter, Thea, in it, she points out the back window and says, Daddy, about the Colonel. <laughs> More questions than answers in that particular story, I'll tell you. Uh, Richie, it's time for the second packet to be tried. Uh, yes, this is the, uh, the Double Crunch KFC Zinger favoured uh, crisps, uh, which I'm anticipating from the packet... Uh, are going to call cool, there's a stronger smell that comes out. Wow. I do. Yeah, I've never had a zinger. Out. What is a zinger if no one's had a zinger before? Is this a normal chicken burger with a bit of oomph? Is that what it is? Uh, I mean, you've undersold it spectacularly, but in essence, yes. Okay, okay. Here we go. Uh, right, here we go. Whoa. That's oh, great. wow. You know what this reminds me of? You know, oh my god! You know, sometimes oh. you're having a family meal, you might be having a roast dinner, and you've put too much English mustard on something, oh. and then you, it really hits you, and you have to go quiet for a bit. <laughs> it's like that. 
That's genuinely hot. That is genuinely that is hot, too, but that's that almost, is really, yeah. really, really good. It, um, it, it's scary, and it makes me feel alive. It's that hot. Do you know what I mean? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take two more. Yeah. Oh. I love them. Wow. There's no way that you then, couldn't tell the difference. No way. And um, I'm just presuming these are prototype packs because we don't have our faces on here, but I'm sure... The good people at Walkers and KFC will amend that fairly soon. Although, to be fair, the Colonel's on the front, or halfway there with me. We just need Richie on there as well. Um, it proves, this proves, that any ideas that you guys come up with and get in touch with this show, and we love you for it, you never know, could end up on the shelves of Britain's supermarkets. Oh, my mouth is smoking. Weirdly enough, in the world of TikTok and social media, sea shanties are all the rage at the moment. It's really bizarre. It's definitely uh, a byproduct of us, of us all being trapped in the house and going slightly insane because of lockdown. But we thought here on the Home Time Show uh, that we would like to get involved in the sea shanty action. Richie and I are both coastal boys at heart. So over the past few hours, since the last show was done and dusted last night until this point now, we've been in secret uh, remote recordings trying to put together our own sea shanty. And you're about to hear it right now. Uh, Rich, you've got a good feeling about this. I feel like we've, we've created quite a good thing here. I think so. I think um, people will hear some um, some lyrical inspiration that they've obviously helped us with. Uh, they will yep. hear that we are both uh, musical and rhythmical, uh, which is a two the two really important essences, or SI. Uh, SI. Probably neither of those are words. Um, the two things that you need out of a sea shanty. Uh, basically, what I'm saying is I think we've nailed it. I think we might have nailed it, and uh, I guarantee... Tea, you are cleaning your teeth tonight about to go to bed. This is going to be stuck in your head. It's the Home Time Show Sea Shanty. Here it is. You've been listening to the Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to the Home Time Show. The, the last bit of, of the Nerobi Guarantee. Soon, May, your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. The Home Time Show is about the Essex Loop, the bird invasion, and I hate for Bing. In the Home Time Show, we speak of pundit shoes. And a lass called Leona. Soon may your tea, tea will come. come. You, you can, can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. Uh, last night we had great fun uh, tying up some loose ends from our weekend cliffhangers. And we spoke to a listener called Carl, who had changed the engine in his uh, ancient old Morris Marina. And we spoke to him on the phone whilst he fired it up for the first time since repairing it. And what he did just before he turned the ignition really took me back to when I was a kid. He pulled out the choke to get the car going. Now, I've not seen a choke on a car in donkey's years. And there's something almost like uh, that sends me down memory lane. I reminisce positively about the choke. I wish, actually, that they would put chokes back into the modern car because... As time goes on and technology gets better and better, the element of your physical interaction with the car is getting less and less. Like a lot of cars now, modern cars, you don't even turn the key in the, in the ignition anymore. It just does it automatically because you've got, got it on your key fob. So maybe this final hour of home time tonight, inspired by Carl's vintage Morris Marina from last night, what thing from the olden days of driving would you bring back if you could? There'd be a whole generation of kids uh, and, uh, and drivers right now that are listening thinking, what's the choke? What's the choke? 
Uh, let me tell you that right now, I, I couldn't support you bringing that back on the car. I, I, I for one, don't miss. <laughs> I, for oh. one, do not miss uh, the uncertainty as to whether my car is going to stall and die when I approach a junction merely because I've been driving it for three minutes. Um, but, but, but you know what, though, because you start the car, right? You start the car with the choke, yeah? Yes. But you've, you've, you've played a part in successfully getting the car going. That's what I used to like about a choke. It's not, like a, it's not just like a separate thing where you, you're an observer. You've been involved in the process. Fair point. Yeah, too involved sometimes. Um, I would. I will run with your idea. I'm not supporting you on bringing that, but bringing back that. What I will bring back is the handbrake. Too many cars oh, these days. Yeah. The handbrake is just sort of like it's a button. I I like the reassuring ratcheting up of a handbrake to tell me my car's not going to roll down a hill. So I'll have handbrakes back, please. Neil has uh, tweeted a great suggestion, which has gone away a little bit from the tech side of things. Do you remember when there was that that whole vibe of having a a Garfield uh, stickered to your window with like those suction pads. It was almost as if Garfield was like trying to escape the car. This reminds me as well, Garfield in the car, and you don't see this anymore now because of health and safety, but that used to be a thing where you'd sit in the back in the boot as a kid, look out the back and pull faces at anyone driving behind you. You don't, you don't. That's not a thing anymore, is it? What a shame that is. That used to be brilliant. Crumple zones and all this kind of thing. It's it's so improved. Ruined it. It's just ruined it for everyone, particularly like 15 of you clambering into your mum's car on the way back from a -a five-a-side game at your local leisure centre. I've been extolling the virtues of bringing back the choke. Gabby says, I remember waiting ages to go to school, but I just got to pull the choke out for a bit. It was like a rite of passage. Steve's made a great suggestion and he's, he's suggesting the old Sharon and Wayne stickers across the top of the windscreen. I'm not sure yes. whether my wife would get in any car that has got Natalie and Richie across the top of the windscreen. How endearing, though. It'd be so nice. It'd be amazing. Uh, Dave says he would love to have ashtrays back in his car so he can fill it with sweet wrappers like he used to do when he was a kid. <laughs> I still do. And Susan says, what about a 12-disc CD changer in the boot? That was the top end of tech not that long ago. Streaming killed it, didn't it? Honestly, bring back the choke. Someone's just tweeted now saying uh, his wife used to hang, hang her handbag on the choke when they were driving into town, which is a fantastic thing, but they you know, don't have them anymore. Cliff Whisker says, what about the electric aerial? Do you remember that if you had an electric aerial on your car and you got to, went to a car wash and you forgot to put it down, you had an absolute <laughs> panic attack? <laughs> yes. Speaking of electrical stuff like that, uh, Rob's wanting to bring back manual window winders <laughs> oh, that, that, that was when a bit of snobbery came in you'd see some car you'd see some sort of uh, person uh, winding their windows down but you could see that their shoulder wasn't moving so you knew that <laughs> electric windows bring back the manual window winders uh, billy husky says uh, for him it's crackly football results on am radio whilst driving home from a game love that because why would you not want one of the scores to actually dip out and you not know what the scoreline was? Uh, Liam says mud flaps. Very good point. Why do we not have mud flaps on cars anymore? That's a really good point. The, the, they've ceased to exist. Can anyone give us an answer for this? I do like uh, the development we've had in the podcast tonight, which is uh, reading a review at the beginning. So the podcast listener uh, has an idea of what they've still got to come. How about we end the podcast uh, with uh, another (laughs) review as well? (laughs) Yeah, John Davies tweeted in to say, Bush, Richie, hashtag sea shanty, absolute s***. 
You've been listening to the Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to the Home Time Show. The, the last bit of the no repeat guarantee. Soon, May, your tea will come. You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms. Until then, we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel. The Home Time Show is about the Essex Loop, the bird invasion, and I hate for Bing. The Home Time Show, we speak of pundit shoes and a lass called Leona. Soon, May, your tea will come you can watch tv in your tracky bottoms until then we'll play you songs and maybe send you a tea towel